This is ridiculous. Uh, what is ridiculous? The, the the fact that we still do this show. Why is why is that ridiculous? Because. That's not good enough. You don't want to be here. I do want to be here. I'm actually very, very much. You forgot about your roots. Because I started another podcast, huh? Your tradition. Is that it? Coming oh, from really? Strand, really, boy. <laughs> really? Where's the news gets replaced by fucking have an opinion? <laughs> that's not even close. Have an opinion light over Th- that's there. That's not even comparable. <laughs> Start the episode with you crunching munching on your Parmesan chips. I'll mute myself. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Welcome to Where's the News with just John and Nick because Garrett muted himself because he's over there crunching munching on these gross smelling Parmesan chips that no. he's been consuming for the past like what? Uh, y- y- I'm not gonna, I'm not having my name attached to anything that has the phrase crunch a munching <laughs> on it. Okay. <laughs> That's too bad. The episode's I said the line. The episode's we've been, going. We've been renegotiating my contract all morning because this is the last one on my contract, this episode right here. And if you're going to waste it with the phrase crunch a munchin within the first three <laughs> seconds of the episode. Our contract. Would you prefer gobbling up? No, you mute yourself until you're no, done over uh, there with your Parmesan Our chip headphones ASMR. are also really loud today, and it sounds like Garrett's just sitting in my ear canal munching on these chips, and it's re- it's repulsive. I don't want to name names, but if, if anyone's been in the century room that listens to this and is playing with the knobs... There's the a reason it says don't touch <laughs> knobs without the K, and then the K's very thinly drawn in in front of knobs. Whenever I need hearing aids at age 55, it's your fault. I can hear you crunching over here on my mic. You're muted. I hope that picked Those up. Those are huge chips. <laughs> massive. Those are the size of a steak. They are not the size of a steak. They are roughly the size of, like, a Frisbee. <laughs> a tire. A bloon. A what? A doubloon. Oh, Wow. Anyways, how are you two doing? I guess I got to keep it on track while I'm munch a crunching. Oh, I'd do much oh, better if you oh. decided not to blow out my hearing. Nick. Munch a crunching. <laughs> Nick, Yuck. why don't you go first? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know how you're doing. No, All I right, don't. I'll take that. Let, you got to explain it, though. I think I need to change my contacts because my head has been throbbing the last two days. <laughs> Disgusting. I hate it. I mean, my head would be throbbing if I lived with Jed, too. He's kind of hey, loud. Hey, don't talk slander on him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I'm okay. I'm getting stressed. I have a very big day of school and education today, so that's cool. Today, f- for the record, Where's the News has sort of been like uh, a, a a jumble lately. We've been recording all over the place, and we, we didn't record on Sunday because it was big old Super Bowl Sunday. We didn't want to record on that day, and... Uh, we were trying to record yesterday, and then we had some scheduling conflicts come up, so we weren't able to ske- uh, to record yesterday. So we're actually recording on a Wednesday, which is rather yeah. rare for us. So I mean, go we, Wednesday. We're all a little bit busier today. Like I gotta, I gotta make a trek to go pick up my medicine today. Wow. And I gotta read for classes. I want to go to the gym. I gotta go to class. I have homework to do. I have an article to write that, that got forwarded to me twice, which is basically a cue, like, hey, can you please write this? So. It's going to be a busy day, but hey, you know what? Where's the news on a Wednesday? I'm feeling optimistic about it. WTNW, where's the news Wednesday? We're going to have a where's the news on every day of the week at this rate. Yeah, probably, except for Monday. I don't want to where's the news Yuck. on a Monday. That would be disgusting. Yuck. If you ever think we're low energy before, <laughs> wait until you heard where's the news on a Monday. Garrett, how are you now that you're done feasting over there? I'm not technically done. Everyone always asks, what's Garrett doing? Not, how's Garrett doing? Or, where's Garrett doing? On, where's the news? That's why, that's why we it. don't ask where, how Garrett's doing. Uh, no, you know what? I'll take that one. Um, oh, I skipped breakfast this morning because Yuck. I was getting ready for where's the news. And um, you know, I grabbed my parm crisps. They're actually pretty good. Uh, oven-baked parm crisps. They're for cheese. Oh. But other than that, uh, I, I could be doing better. There are some things... That I don't want to do, that I need to do. It's it's Wednesday. If if where's it is the Wednesday. news is one of those things, just tell us. We can take it. <laughs> no, I think where's the news is probably going to be the highlight of today. After this, is the day is just going to be going to be a beating. I really don't want to go to like five hours of class after this with homework in between all of the classes. 
Sounds like an awful time. You think your life is hard? Living in a box, starving, somehow oh finding yourself God. podcast listening equipment? You think your life is tough? No. We're students. We have it the worst. You would never understand the plights of a gamer. Oh. <laughs> I don't like this episode already. <laughs> We should just start over and try again. <laughs> There's no starting over. Once I say the line, we're rolling. So uh-huh. why don't we roll and rock and roll right into Arts and Entertainment. Oh, yeah. First up on the A&E news, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They've announced their 2021 induction class. I think that's what they like to call them. Uh, this story is coming from Fox 8, which is the Cleveland station, I believe. Even though I said that in the first take, I don't know if it's true again. I should have looked it up. However, uh, list of the nominees, uh, there's some names we're going to recognize, some names we're not. So I'll take you through them. And I, I will say, because you're not sure of, of the source, I have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's official Facebook page pulled up, too, so I can just sort of fact check well, with you. I, I know this is a verified source. I checked it on CNN first. It's just that CNN's list is a lot harder to read. There you go. And this one has a little bit more information. So first up, we have Mary J. Bly. I think that's how you say her name. B-L-I-G-E. It's she is a first-time nominee. She is... Be- the voice behind, I'm looking, Just Sing from Trolls World Tour. That's her claim to fame. <laughs> uh, Family Affair from No More Drama, Be Without You. Um, she Her career began in 1991 she, when she was signed to Uptown Records. She went on to release 13 studio albums, eight of which have multi-platinum worldwide sales. Albums, uh, My Life, What's the 411, Share My World, and more. I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second that. I'm sorry. I know who Mary J. Blige is. I cannot tell you one thing she's done, though. On no disrespect to her. Yeah, no disrespect to her. I know her from like TV appearances and stuff <laughs> on talk shows, but I don't actually know any of her work, so I apologize for being uncultured. 13 albums sounds pretty impressive, though, so you know you, you deserve to be on that list. I'll, I'll yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> John Blinn says it's okay that she's <laughs> on the list, so it's all good. Next up. I think I'm just making Garrett irritated every time I open my mouth, and that's a dangerous <laughs> game to be playing. Kevin Bush. It's Kate Bush. I know. I just thought it'd be funny to say it was Kevin Bush. Next up, we have Kate Bush. Uh, Kate Bush is an English singer-songwriter. She is. Uh, she's topped the UK singles chart for four weeks in her, with her debut single, Wuthering Heights. Um, some of her songs are Running Up That Hill, Wuthering Heights, of course, and then Babushka. My grandma used to wear one of those when it rained. <laughs> Is this the song? I think it is. This is actually from a TikTok trend. I I did. All right, moving on. Congrats on Nick. See if you recognize this audio. Once I get to this point. No. It's not bad though. I appreciate your dedication, (laughs) but no. So if you don't know what babushka is, like you'd think, wait, that sounds a little familiar. It is a TikTok trend. Um, Watching the music video for this for just five seconds has put me like in a state of what in the world is going on. But you know what? You always have those English songwriters. Uh, Once again, not somebody I would ever consider rock and roll, less the Hall of Fame for them. Okay, let's 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 get on this conversation right now. This Hall of Fame is about to reach a point to where they're not going to have any rock bands to put in. Oh, just you wait. This list is... Oh, I know. I know who's coming. I saw the list earlier. Devo. I think, I think it's important to just mention it now. There aren't that many prominent rock bands left. And honestly, that's like... It, it goes back to a conversation that we've had on the podcast before. Rock and roll is reaching a point where it's become synonymous with popular music. And I think that that's sort of what the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Because at the time that it was started, it was predominantly rock bands that were popular. So it makes sense that that's what you had, you know, when this was happening. Uh, it's essentially so, a music hall of fame. Right. It's, it, it's a music hall of fame. It's going to change with the music industry. I don't think it's worth any anything 
and any more than that. You know what I mean? Everyone's upset about this. But you have to understand that as time progresses, music is changing. So the music hall of fame is going to change too. So after Kate Bush, we have Devo. They were nominated in 2019, didn't get in. They're nominated again. Uh, you know who Devo is. I don't, but. You do not know who Devo is. I may, but. Uh, they are an actual, uh, actual rock band. The name sounds vaguely familiar, but. You know those guys who wear the r- stupid red hats? There's a lot of no. bands like that. Yeah. They wear, like, the red, like, jello hats. Nah. Uh, for the viewers at home. I looked up the picture, and I know what you're talking about, but. Yeah, I, they're the ones behind before. Whip It. Whip It real good. Oh, okay. All right, well, if that's all they have going for them. Well, then. they also have uh, That's Good, Beautiful World. They are. I would give them a nominee. I don't know if they'll get in with some of the other names on this list, but they are definitely a good band for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Foo Fighters, first time nominee. Good. Who are they? I think they'll make it in. And I, I'm not even saying that because I'm biased. No, they Because I'm morally biased, but they'll make it in. They, they'll make it in this year. Easily. They'll make it in. And Dave Grohl is so influential to the music industry yeah, that, like. He's, a, he's an automatic in. He's technically already in because I believe Nirvana has been inducted. Yeah, Nirvana so. got in in, like, 2015 or something. And, and not to downplay it because, honestly, like, it's not like it's not a huge conversation point, but I am very excited. Mm-hmm. So, moving on, we have the Go-Go's. Wake me up before you go. Is he right? Is he right in I don't think that? that's them. Because I was no. thinking it, but I was like, I don't know if it's them. They're the ones who got who did We Got the Beat, you know. Oh, we yeah. Got we got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. We no, got it. No, but I'm sure it's wonderful. I mean. We got the beat. They are technically considered punk rock in its very earliest days. Okay, well, then that's definitely something. That they're they're like, the, they are the very commercial side of punk. All right. Um, so moving on from the Go-Go's, next up we have Iron Maiden. Anyone who writes Fear of the Dark is qualified to go into the Rock Iron and Roll Maiden Hall of Maiden should me. get in right away. Yeah, Iron Maiden's Them great. and the Foo you Fighters. You take your I life, but I take pen. yours too. I, th- I think them and the Foo Fighters will be the automatic first. Yeah. And, and the one following Iron Maiden. I think that'll be a very easy selection as well. Yeah, so Iron Maiden, uh, they, they pretty much have a shoe in. Right. They are really influential. Right. Jay-Z. Oh, man. White people are going to hate that. What? <laughs> oh, well, uh, they are. Like, wrong. Like if you You're not wrong. The, the, a lot of the people who are like, well, why is a motorhead in? will be like. Why? The thing is, rock and roll is like anti-establishment music. Yeah. Like rock and roll is like the I'm going to do what I want. The government doesn't control me kind of music. And rap has just become that. It's just a different form of the music's presentation. So I don't know what the big deal is. Right. And Jay-Z's like and one Jay-Z's of the best rappers like of all a time. fantastic yeah. rapper. Yeah, I, I do think that Jay-Z is definitely another one that definitely kind of deserves to be put in. And you know, mm-hmm. I think that rock and roll almost kind of influences a lot of what he does. Yeah. Next up, Shaka Khan. I don't know who that Nominated is. Nominated in 2016, 2017, and now again. You think related to Genghis? Genghis, I'm sorry. I guess that's how it's actually pronounced. (laughs) No. Well, hey, listen. It's not that – well, actually, I don't know if if Chaka Khan is even a – We got the beat. Chaka Khan is a big, uh, like, kind of funk singer. Um, I don't think Chaka Khan is is related to Genghis Khan upon a Google search. Uh, She – her popular songs are I'm Every Woman, Through the Fire, Ain't Nobody, but not, like – Featuring Rufus. Yeah, Rufus was the uh, band that she played with, the funk band. Uh, I'm sure that our roommate Jack would know a lot more about Shaka Khan than we do. He's a big funk guy. He's kind of funky looking, too. Uh-oh. Ha-ha. Anyways, moving on, we have uh, Carol King. Uh, she was previously nominated in 1989, and now she's been nominated again. It's a long gap. In You're telling me she wasn't nominated for over 20 years after her first nomination? Um, well, I mean, Tapestry, one of her like most famous songs, turned 50 this year, so a lot of people have just had her on the brain, maybe. Uh, it looks like her famous song well, – her band is Tapestry, sorry. Uh, her songs include You've Got a Friend, It's Too Late, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. 
Uh, she was also at one point in the Gilmore Girls. That's fun. I have no clue who she is, but that's fun. And uh, to all those people that are that are older out there, that well, not like old in the sense where it's like you're a billion years old. Like all the people who are older than us by maybe like ten years. Got to remember, you're older than us by ten years. <laughs> we haven't caught up on all the music yet. Wow. Next we're up. We're trying our best though. Fella Cootie. Next up, <laughs> LL Cool J. I don't know who Fella Cootie is, and I'm not looking it up. Fella Cootie is, uh, I honestly, he's just kind of like, he does uh, the pioneer of Afrobeat, the African music genre combining traditional Yoruba and Afro-Cuban music with funk and jazz. Wait, that's actually kind of awesome. I'm sorry, Fella Cootie. It, you dissed Fella Cootie <laughs> before you know who Fella Cootie rad. is. sounds kind of I might give that, give that a listen. Uh, yeah, well, Give, give him a little political little. activist too all right uh-huh but after that yes we do have uh ll cool j who was nominated in 2010 2011 2014 2018 i'm gonna 2019. knock you out mama said knock you out i was just about to say i feel like ll cool j isn't real because it's one of those names uh-huh. that i've heard <laughs> don't call it a comeback it's one of those names that i've heard a thousand times but i've never even heard a sliver of a song from until you, you started singing it over there LL Cool J is kind of like Bruno Mars. Oh, <laughs> they're not real. Bruno Mars is gay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, does Bruno Mars is gay? What? <laughs> does Bruno Mars is gay? Truth may be shocking. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. It's, it's, it's just a headline from a from an article from oh. a, like a horribly made article. They just butchered the, uh, the title. So LL Cool J. I don't know if he has a good chance of getting in or not, considering he's been nominated the most out of anybody on this list. Uh-uh. But after LL Cool J, we have the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls are an American rock band. No, I thought they were a really good baseball team. Uh, they're just one of the earliest punk rock bands. They were essentially one of the founders alongside a Velvet Underground. Don't Stooges. forget that one time they brought home the World Series with lead singer Babe Ruth. This will be my last episode of Where's the News? His contract's up now. I'll always enjoy my times with Garrett that John ruined. Um, after the New York Dolls, uh, we have another one who's Keeps trying to get in. 2018 and 2019, Rage Against the Machine. How would they not get in on the first? What? I don't know. They're, they're one of those bands that, like, every time I listen to them, I think what they do is good. I've just never like, skipped a song from them. I, I, I listened to their whole discography one day, and, like, I didn't skip a song. I was like, every one of these songs is great. I feel like they're, they're just a band you have to go out of your way to dive into. For some reason, you're just not exposed to them a whole lot, at least for me. And like you have I, to be I in like the their mood. style of music. Yeah, they're just one of those bands, and that not that's not to say they aren't good because they are. Whenever I'm like you know you know it's time okay. to sit down and do some homework. Sometimes it's not the best to put on killing in the name of. No, no, no. He's got a point. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not trying to diss your band. I'm just curious. I, they're not my band. They're not my favorite band. Well, I know, but still, but you, like, look, you support them. How they have like one hit wonders in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think. Right. I can't think of any off the top of my head now that I'm on the spot. But, like, Yeah, that one-hit wonder, Jimi Hendrix. How can't you – how can you not put Rage Against the Machine in there? Right, and I understand that completely. That's ludicrous. Well, and it's that just goes to show and Tyo how – Cruz, tell him how you feel. That just goes to show how interesting this industry is. It's like you can, you can literally make your entire life off of one song or you can spend your entire career building, you know, one style of music and even branching out on that style of music and still not have the fame as that one song. I – I can't imagine a world where Rage Against the Machine isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Bon Jovi is. Maybe this will be. You're in that world. (laughs) I will say Bon Jovi deserves to be in just for Slippery When Wet. That is a fantastic album. That's where all of his best songs were. Don't listen to anything past Slippery When Wet. We did this. Don't listen to anything before. before. We don't need to go into this territory again. I know, but every time it comes up, I get defensive. Who's next, Garrett? Todd Rundgren. He was nominated (laughs) in 2019 and 2020. Are you laughing because you know who that is and you're insulted, no, or because I'm laughing you like the name? because of the just definite <laughs> change of pace? He sang "Hello, It's Me." I saw the light. He's an American multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and record producer. Has performed a diverse range of styles, 
as a solo artist and as a member of the band Oh, Utopia. wait, he was in The Cars. Music group The Cars, I think. Uh, and The Cars are great. So... All right, sick. You know what? I, I support that then. I, I think the cars are fantastic. So There you go, Todd. John likes you, Todd. <laughs> uh, after Todd Rundgren, we have Tina Turner. She was nominated in 1987. Now she's nominated again. Is she in with somebody else already? Um, She may be. Uh, I need to do more research on Tina Turner. I'm like, I know who that is. And I'm like, I can't name a single song. She's from she's Swiss. Uh, the best... What's love got to do with it? I think she is in because I think what's love got to do? Got yeah, I think that's already in. Oh, she did a song for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Wow, are you are you happy about that? It's a good movie. It, that movie's crazy. It it's a, it's an okay movie. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Anyways, uh, yeah, she's nominated again. Uh, she she's known as the queen of rock and roll, so I hope they put her in. Um, I think she's got a chance, definitely. I mean, we saw a couple of no-names on here. Hopefully Tina Turner gets in. And then we have Dionne Warwick, a first-time nominee. Uh, this is what friends are for. I'll never love this way again. Heartbreaker. Uh, 40 biggest hits between 1955 and 1999. Um, former Goodwill ambassador for the Food and Agriculture Organization. Wow. She's a busy woman. Yeah. In all honesty. Actress, television host. She's got a whole, she's got a pretty good resume. In an all honesty, if you want to look at this list from a cultural perspective, they don't have a lot of typically Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees that they've been criticized for before. Right. You don't see a bunch of old white guys like Metallica. It's just, you know, Iron Maiden who has that. Um, but you do see that there's some, like, key hip-hop, some key, like, funk people in here now, and I feel like that's a good thing because those are important to rock and rock's evolution. I, I, I'll defend that. Uh, I don't know about um, about Jay-Z. I'm not a big Jay-Z fan, but hey, that's just me. I think he'll make it in. He should get in. He should definitely get in. Yeah, but that is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class for this year. Um, I'll ask you guys. A fun little thing to end that story before we move on to my next little short one. Next one? Yeah. That took forever. I got like 30 minutes before I have to go to class. <laughs> Who would you like to see in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Foo Fighters and Iron Maiden. Well, I mean like other than people on the list. Nick. Nick Hedrick for... Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Blink-182, John Mayer, the Goo Goo Dolls, Bush. <laughs> I actually think Nickelback might already be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And looking at uh, looking at how they're starting to Limp take biscuit. this. Looking at how they're starting to take this. Limp Bizkit. I was kidding. Oh, my. You, you, I some of those were a joke, and some of those <laughs> weren't. It's up to the listeners to figure <laughs> you out what You and I made eye contact after the Limp Biscuit one, and I was like – there wasn't a slimmer of joke in your eyes, and I was so scared that you were serious. I wasn't. <laughs> I would like to see. They do have the fastest-selling album in rock history, though. That's impressive. If that means anything to I'll the give committee. them that, but I won't respect it. <laughs> well, that album is called uh, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water. Mm. Garrett. Um since we're doing like people who technically aren't eligible but you want to see in the future because that's the way it kind of shaped out um i would like to see possibly a uh, mark morton nomination uh, mark morton nomination or even hear me out Avenged sevenfold Avenged sevenfold would be good yeah, is it put it in with it. the black ops 2 disc for like playstation 3 and they just put a nice little bow on it. They play that scene where at the end of Black Ops 2, Woods gets out of his wheelchair and plays with Avenged Sevenfold. How about Because that plan. screams 2000s. Uh, you How say, about no? Absolutely not. Not uh, simple plan. Moving on from that, because now I'm getting angry. 
angry. How long until LMFAO makes it in there? I hope they never do. This is just a little quick follow-up on last week's story with the whole GameStop GME stuff. Okay, real quick, real quick. Yeah, it's going to be real quick. One college student used the money that he since the stock's going down he sold so he bought a ton of nintendo switches for hospitalized children this story comes from fox 8 once again actually uh it's by the next star media wire a college student who cashed in in the run-up of gamestop's stock price said he shared his good fortune with the children's hospital in minneapolis minnesota over the weekend uh he donated six nintendo switches uh to the children's hospital regardless uh, i thought that was a nice little story kind of a follow-up some people are doing nice things with the money uh, other people are being jerks and anti-semitic on the gme form but that's a story for another day well that was an uplifting story and i'm glad you shared yeah you know what it's Ooh. it's worth it every once in a while to share whenever you're stealing from the rich to give back to kids in hospitals you know what i appreciate that it connects with our clown story last week too i also want to share garrett the sports segment Let's let's talk about some sports. Yeah. The Super Bowl. You see the big game? The Super Bowl sucked. <laughs> I spent most of my time talking to Garrett. Uh, while well, Garrett was not in the proper state of mind. Uh, it, it was a Super Bowl. To put it lightly, uh, I just wanted it to be over. Yeah. I wanted it to be over. At least the Rams and Patriots one from a couple years ago that I didn't like, at least that one was close and there was a chance things picked up and the Rams could have come back. But this one, you knew it was over. Because Patrick Mahomes ran 497 yards trying to avoid sacks. He didn't get that many rushing yards. That's how many yards he's ran trying to avoid getting sacked. And then he's making crazy throws that were hitting his teammates in the faces and they couldn't catch them. Any Super Bowl that relies on as many field goals as this one does for even the slightest bit of competition shouldn't be a Super Bowl. I it, don't want to see that. It sucked. Yeah, it wasn't it too sucked. good. It should have been good. And now poor Patrick Mahomes will always be told he's not better than Brady, which is just really unfortunate for him. But – that's I feel like that's such a ridiculous claim to make because it's there's so much more going on there. Like you can never truly compare two quarterbacks. And I'm, part of me is saying this because I'm bitter that Tom Brady, like that he's never going to be it's, able to. Escape it's that. weird because there's so many quarterbacks that are a hundred percent better athletes than Tom Brady. Literally, probably ninety percent of the NFL. Uh, just kidding, maybe. Um, but, you know, Tom gets the job done. He right. does what he needs to do, and he does it exceptionally well. Uh, but it stinks. It stinks that he Mahomes didn't really have an offensive line, and the Buccaneers just demolished him the whole game, and exactly. now everyone's so acting like he sucked. How and I'm can, like, that's not his yeah, fault. How can you compare two quarterbacks with all of those factors in mind? Like the fact that like your O-line is a huge factor in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, how Whether or not your receivers are catching well that day or how the coverage against them is – that, like you, you can never truly compare the quarterbacks. Yeah, so you can do stats all you want, but what does that mean? And now everyone's talking about who's the greatest of all time in this sport and this sport, and everybody's getting all hussy on Twitter about it, and it's really annoying because I don't like comparing athletes from different sports. It's I don't know. It's it, annoying. It is. It's so annoying. Well, your annoyance isn't even like out of the realm of possibility. It was one of the like worst-rated Super Bowls in a while. It was not a fun and one to watch. I mean, ultimately, and we've talked about this in my TV video class. Uh, shout out to Tim Jones. Yeah. You know, peace up. Uh, <laughs> I'm cutting out the peace up. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, we actually talked about how with no Northeast team, you lost a very big demographic for the Super Bowl this year. And as a result, a lot of advertisers, or they're like, we're not advertising to instead invest in COVID education. Yeah, it was probably the smartest choice for them because if uh, Jack actually pointed this out as we were watching. Um, there was a lot of local commercial breaks towards the middle, mm -hmm. you know, whenever the most people would kind of be watching. But, you know, everyone was kind of dipping out at that point. 
it was a lot of UPMC. We saw an Edgar Snyder commercial, like and associates, and and associates. Don't forget the associates. But Edgar Snyder, you want to come on the podcast? And there were some good ads this year, but not all of them. Like not a lot of advertisers really invested in it because nobody was watching. I think the Paramount Plus ads sort of just ruined. How many every people well, legally streamed that? S- Oh, that's what, a good point Bowl? too. Yeah, uh, I don't think they have the numbers. It's I very know, hard to track. I know them. people that literally will illegally stream even if the game has the means to be watched on their provider, just because like there's chat boxes and stuff there that you can interact with people on. Um, the Paramount commercials are also another horrible ad because um, he, you know, they just kind of like sucked. You're like, haha, you're not funny. But that's literally CBS All Access, just under a new name. And they never made that clear in the ads because, like, I was talking about that. I'm like, what, what even is it? And they're like, oh, it's just, you know, the same app, just changing names. Why didn't they just say that? Best ad, the Cheetos commercial. CBS Access is now Paramount. There you go. Nick, you did a much better and job go. than, than CBS did on the Super Bowl. I really enjoyed the weekend's halftime show. I thought it was uh, – A lot of people were acting like it wasn't here, – here, hang on, hang on. Okay. Here, here, here's the deal. Here's, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, to every like fifty-year-old plus person watching, that's like, who is this guy, and why does everyone have bandages on their head? This is <laughs> awful. They're not catering the halftime performance to you. They're trying to get a rating bump in the young adult demographic. There you go. And I gotta it say, it pisses me off every year. Sorry, no, it makes me mad every year. Would I love to see, like? The Tom Petty halftime show is arguably my favorite halftime show because Tom Petty went out there and was like, here, I'm going to play my guitar and play some classic sing-along Americana rock songs, and everyone's going to be like, hell yeah. It worked. The Weeknd comes out, sings live. He clearly wasn't auto-tuned, um, and it was good. Like He was a good entertainer. He did everything right. The audio was a little, wha- you know, a little uh, quiet at points, and people were like, that was so average. And I was like, well, he wasn't going to bring out 40 guests and their whole crew. Because if you bring in a guest artist, they're probably going to bring their posse. They're going to bring their sound guys and all their Their people. They're going to bring, you know, the people that help them set up. They're going to bring out, you know, their talent people. They're going to bring in all these people. And in COVID times, even though there are way too many people in the stadium to begin with, they're not going to let, like, Kendrick Lamar come out and bring all these people with him and all his representatives and all these people. They're not going to do that. And granted, like – it sort of looks like when they when they get on the field and they do the finale, it sort of looks like, okay, they're kind of breaking that. But then, like, when they all stand in a line, you're like, they're spaced out. Like, yeah. they, they, for, for a concert that you usually go all out for with as many people as humanly possible, you, you spend a ton of money for it. For that in a pandemic time, I think he nailed it. I don't think it's going to get much better than that concert-wise right now. I thought it was right really now. good. Yeah. I, I don't I, think it's, like, the best one ever, but I don't think it was, like, oh. That was that was awful. And the set the set at the beginning was super cool. The Every everybody over the age of fifty, this is gonna sound like I hate old people. <laughs> Every year they complain it's not some band that hasn't had a hit in like thirty years. Oh man, why didn't Metallica come out? I love Metallica. I'd hate for them to do a Super. I don't. I wouldn't say they, hate. They're not good live anymore. I wouldn't say I'd hate for them to do a Super Bowl, but I do not want to watch that during, you know, the halftime show. You know, uh, the weekend, it was cool. It was nice. They had the people with the violins. It, that it, was beautiful. Uh, the little maze gimmick thing, that was nauseating. I thought I had to vomit while I, that was going on. I didn't think that was my so favorite. So did I. But it, was, it was interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was good. I don't know why everyone's complaining. I think all anybody does is complain anymore. It's really annoying. Um, Coming from us. <laughs> As we complain about it. <laughs> people, people like going out of their way to complain about something that was perfectly fine will never cease to annoy me to no end. Uh, but, yeah, it was cool. Go go weekend. Yeah. Uh, Good. It wasn't a week. GG, Abel. Do you have anything you'd like to add on to the Super Bowl? Because I have another little sports no, topic the ready. game sucked. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a whole lot the else to sucked. say. I think Get we addressed it. all I three I never want to think about it again. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I'm getting to the point where I'm not even mad that Tom Brady's winning I anymore. It's just, it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, so this is this is a Pittsburgh one, a little little bit Pittsburgh-related, also a little bit newsy and also a little bit A&E uh, related. Bill Cower, former Pittsburgh Steeler coach, is writing a memoir, and we don't know much about it yet. Uh, the most that I can find about the book is from the Trib Live, 
And it says that the former Pittsburgh Steelers coach who led his team to a Super Bowl title at the end of the 2005 season has a deal with Atria Books for the memoir Heart and Steel. Cower inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame or NFL, my goodness, NFL Hall of Fame will look back not just on his career but on his private struggles. So I want to ask, after him being uh, out of our lives for so long, I mean, obviously in the Pittsburgh sense, he's obviously still talking about football. He's still very much involved in the NFL. Uh, will you consider reading Bill Cowher's memoir? 100%. Why is that? I love Bill Cowher. I love Bill Cowher. Girl, <laughs> what, what do you want me to tell you more? I, I think, why, Bill, why do you love I think Bill, Bill Cowher's awesome. I think so, too, but I want to know why Nick Hederick, our sports You know, you ask so. why too much. You're like a little three-year-old who just learned <laughs> how to speak. Why? Why? Bill Cowher's awesome. That was very rude. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Bill Cowher's awesome. In my opinion, the way he carried himself when I was a little kid growing up, watching him on the Steelers' really badass mustache, Marching down the sideline, not taking any crap, standing up for his guys. I loved it. I thought it was cool seeing him. My dad loved Bill Cower, so that meant something to me when I was younger. And I just, when I see him, I think of a guy who did it right, you know? A coach that did it right. I don't think a lot of players have anything bad to say about him. He's on TV every week, and he's showing respect to the game. Uh, he's got that human side to him, too. He talks about his family, seems to really value his daughters a lot. Uh, just seems like a good guy. Seems like a good guy. I agree with that. Uh, I didn't really get into football until uh, roughly my, my when I began high school, but I do have very similar memories of just being in the living room uh, with my dad as he was watching the Steeler games and feeling a very similar sense of respect for Bill Cower, which as a very loose fan at that time is really interesting. He just brought a super good energy to the team. And I got to say, despite all these years, I, I want to learn more about him. I do, too. I do, too. So uh, I don't have the date of when that book comes out, but you can buy it. You, you can pre-order it online if you're interested in that. But I wanted to, I wanted to sprinkle a little bit of sports in there. Uh, I have one more if we have the time, Garrett. Well, I had, I had one more, Oh, too. you have one more? Then let's do yours. Um, Why are you asking me? Cordell Stewart, who played quarterback in the 90s and 2000s, wrote an article in the Players' Tribune talking about how uh, Pittsburgh treated him when a rumor came out that he was gay. And it was awful. It was terrible. Uh, how, did they, how did they treat him? Um, I, what did uh, they do? I read it like a week and a half ago, so some of these might not be exactly right. Okay. But apparently, he was at a friend's house, and someone called him and is like, people are saying that you got arrested because you were doing gay stuff like in public. And... Apparently, like everyone on the Steelers was like, "Oh, you have to, you have to say something." Like, we got your back, but like, you have to say something. Blah blah blah. So they like pressured him into saying stuff, and then it came out that like a police officer started the rumor or something. And then like when he was playing bad, people like were calling him, you know, things yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. And then he started playing well again, and like the city loved him. And when he wasn't playing well, people at home were like calling him the N word. And it was, it was weird. And uh, then he talked about how, like, Bill Cower wanted to move him to wide receiver because he didn't think he was a quarterback, and uh, Rooney wanted to move him. It was a weird read. Felt uncomfortable to read it and, like, realize he had to deal with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was eye-opening. And this is stuff that should be addressed because, I mean, we, we look at this in terms of businesses, in terms of, uh, you know, singers. I mean, most recently with Morgan Wallen in, in a very different yeah. way. Uh, but also very similar, so we should hold our sports teams to the uh, the same the same level of respect. Right, right. And, and this is interesting because you know, typically later on in life, um, these people and maybe this sort of ties into the, what Bill Cower will be writing about um, with his own personal problems. Maybe he, he realizes you know uh, back then that there was a problem on the team that he didn't address. Who knows, right? Um, but. It's definitely something that should be addressed, and I didn't know about this until just now, which is interesting because you think something like that would be huge. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I didn't like reading it. And and you know you know damn well that has to go on almost everywhere. Exactly. That that's that's especially back in the '90s. Yeah, it's a sign of the times, is what I was gonna say, and that doesn't yeah. make it acceptable by any means. But you is, have to. Isn't that a Harry Styles song? But not that. There's my contribution. <laughs> But it's also good to see something like that and also see how far the team has come um, in terms of mm -hmm. 
their acceptance and their pushes towards uh, change in yeah. society. And, you know, despite what everyone says about them for taking a knee or putting stuff on their helmet or God knows what, there is an effort being made there. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame that it happened in the 90s, but at least, at least as far as we know, it's not happening now. Right. Go ahead, newsman. So Nick has to go to class in 10 minutes. I'm going to address this just so they know why the news section is brief. Uh, so I'm going to try to make this relatively quick, uh, re go by relatively quick. Um, I'm glad sports got some, some more attention this week. I was, I was hoping for that. Uh, but currently, Nick, how would you feel about adopting like a giraffe or, or an elephant? Uh, that would make Kayla happy. I don't know where I'd put a giraffe, but... Do you think you could raise an elephant or a giraffe? Maybe a giraffe. I'm not dealing with an elephant. That's too big. Now, granted, a giraffe's really tall, so you're probably like, what the hell do you mean it's too big? But well, I mean, your house probably isn't tall enough for that. I know Concord's yeah. not I tall can, enough for that. I can put a giraffe, like, in my backyard. Yeah. An elephant, Just is, feed them out the back it's, window. it's wide, they're tall. Where they're am not fitting through doorways. Where am I going to put an elephant? A giraffe, at least, like, its neck is just long and it's tall. But an elephant's got, like, some volume, some depth to them. Well, the reason I ask is because... Animals uh -huh. are available for adoption at the Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium, but not in the way that, you know, I listed. I just wanted to see how you'd respond to that question. Uh, all adoptions are valid for a one-year period and may be renewed annually. The name of each adopter is posted on the website um, and on the Adopt an Animal board located next to the Safari Gift Shop on Zoo Grounds. All levels of adoption packages include a personalized adoption certificate mailed in two to three weeks from purchase, a magnet, monthly Z-mail updates, and an issue of Zoo Insider newsletter. Wow. Adopted animals may have multiple adoptive donors, and no ownership rights are conferred by adopting an animal. All animals remain in the care and custody of the zoo, but you hope that you can visit them often. So I think it'd be pretty rad to go out and... You know, th th that polar bear, you know, I'd like to adopt that polar bear, help that polar bear out some, because you know what? I think that it's way too hot to have polar bears down here. I think that polar bear is probably pretty sweaty. There's a polar bear at the Erie Zoo. I know that, I know that the polar bears don't sweat, by the way, but, uh, well, maybe they do. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so with that being said, I asked you how you would raise a giraffe or an elephant. Uh, I think this is a really good cause, and I just wanted to address it. Something simple, something lighthearted. I feel like we often get too deep on where's the news. Uh, so, Garrett, if you could adopt any animal at the PPG Aquarium or the Pittsburgh Zoo, what would you adopt? Red panda. Go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, red panda or a fox. Either are kind of, like, cute. Aw. That was such a simple <laughs> explanation. You know what? I'll take that. Aw. Um, <laughs> other important news that I would like to address um, this is very simple again. Um, comes from KDK. Coronavirus vaccines now available at Giant Eagle pharmacies. This is huge because we're slowly starting to see the spread of these vaccines going from place to place. Um, if you if you need a vaccine and you're having a hard time making a reservation, please check out this Giant Eagle pharmacy. Uh, your local Giant Eagle pharmacy. We want you to get vaccinated. We want you to be safe here. And uh, Giant eagles are everywhere in this area. So vaccine going from place to place. I pictured a syringe just walking down the street. <laughs> like bouncing on the handle yeah. like the Pixar uh -huh. lamp. Uh, so not, I'm not going to dive into that because it's basically a lot of quotes about how they're thankful for, uh, for the COVID vaccines being in Giant Eagle pharmacies. But with that being said, please take that in into consideration. Please take a deeper look into that. And we hope that everyone can get vaccinated and be safe. So, Garrett, I want to ask you which news story we should go to next. Do you want to learn about Walmart being able to advertise us in a scary, like in a like freakishly personalized way? Would you rather learn about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile making a stop in Pittsburgh? Can we do some actual news with Walmart? We've had fluff news. <laughs> you know what? This is me being angry with the podcast. I'm looking at news right now, and there's a lot going on. Well, yeah. I mean, you have the second Trump impeachment, but I didn't want to address that because we're not going to know the outcomes of that until after this episode, so that wasn't worth addressing. Everything that's hard right now is a bummer. You know what? I wanted to talk about some simple stuff, but fine. We'll get in about how Walmart's about to know you better than your significant other. If that's what you want to do, 
fine. Why is one of the news stories trending right now? This new combo of Magic the Gathering Arena is so devious it might earn a ban. Who cares? <laughs> they ban everything. Okay, so frightening, sto frightening story here. Uh, the Wall Street Journal tweeted that, or they published this a few days ago. Walmart Inc. will acquire technology from Thunder Industries, a company that uses automation to create digital ads as it continues to invest in its ad business and seeks a greater slice of marketing budgets from smaller businesses. Uh-huh. So the company declined to disclose terms of the deal, which is frightening in itself. Uh, Walmart is purchas purchasing the technology and ads assets of Paper G Inc., which does business as Thunder Industries and will bring over most of the company's employees, according to a person familiar with the matter. It isn't purchasing Thunder's existing customer contracts, which would be, or which will be wound down, uh, the person said. Walmart instead will use Thunder's technology to launch a self-service tool that helps advertisers make and buy numerous versions of display ads targeting different kinds of consumers on its properties. So the example that the Wall Street Journal uses is that a skincare company could use the tool to create versions of an ad with models of different ages, for example, then use the technology to determine which performs best. The new self-serve display ad tool will launch later this year, the company said. And there's a little bit more into this, but that's uh, that's the, the heart of the story right there, is that Walmart, a not-too-digital company, uh, fairly, you know, you go in person to Walmart. You, Walmart has on ground locations similar to Amazon and Facebook which the article later mentions uh, dominating this style of advertising and I'm sure if you know you know you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook if you've opened a tab looking for for sweatshirts just on your your safari or whatever when you come back suddenly sweatshirts are all over your Facebook and your Instagram so uh, Amazon and Facebook know you really really well and they're very digital based corporations. So what's frightening about this is now you have the first real on-ground corporation seeing this and taking advantage of this. And you can argue, okay, well, they're only going to use this on their apps or their websites. And that's a possibility. Yes, that's 100% what's going to happen. But you also have to wonder, how is this going to affect how one of the strongest companies in America is going to conduct their business? Are you guys comfortable with Walmart getting technology like this? Do you want more, less um, technological corporations like Walmart rather than Amazon and Facebook getting a hold of this technology? And what do you think is going to happen? Um, it's scary. They're competing with Amazon. That, that is the biggest thing that Walmart is trying to do right now is they're trying to make their marketplace a competitor for Amazon. And by buying this, it gives them that, you know, kind of glove to punch with. I'll let you go, Nick. I started talking. About I just think it's scary how much uh, these companies know about us. <laughs> and I feel like I need to whisper every time. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Oh wait, they hang know on, hang on. Us. Did anyone? Did any? Were either of you here from my TikTok story? Uh, we've had, had a couple TikTok stories on the show. So the I don't one about the dirt bike. No, I have not heard this one. Watch a TikTok on Saturday on my phone. It's not the same email as the one I'm logging to YouTube on on my laptop. Um, watched me on this dude who did like Nitro Circus with Travis Pastrana who like got paralyzed doing a double front flip or something I opened up YouTube on my laptop and the first recommended video is a documentary about that guy That's frightening. I've never watched anything dirt bike related on my YouTube because I really don't care so why would that be right there Right. why would that be the top record it's weird and now Walmart's going to be doing this stuff it's already weird enough when I say I could really buy a new bottle of toothpaste and the toothpaste ad comes up on my Instagram. I could actually use toothpaste. And now Walmart. <laughs> now Walmart's going to be doing that. Weird. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, on one hand, it may be not as bad as we think. Uh, but on the other, like, you know, what's Walmart going to do? Advertise the type of carrots that I want? Like, they're a grocery store. But on the other hand, like I said, there's a Walmart all across the country. Like, the, you, you have one everywhere mm -hmm. right so you have to wonder how does a company that is just like planted within every section of the united states what are they going to do with this and we won't know the answer to that for a while like i said they haven't really explained the uh details of the deal yet but keep that in the back of your mind um obviously you, you have your advertisements on on 
you, your internet already. That's never going to go away. That's going to be the way that we live the rest of our lives. But keep your eyes peeled not when an, you're at the grocery store. I want to build my cabin. <laughs> keep your eyes at the grocery store. If you're interested in advertising, just just wonder what uh what's different. So something to keep in the back of your mind there. I heard they're putting microchips in their great value products so they can track <laughs> us. And your frozen chicken, you got to watch out for the microchips. All right, Nick, I know you got to go, but I got one last story for us. One last happy news story. All right, we'll okay. wrap up. We'll take happy news. Yeah, happy news. Yeah. I'd like to end on happy news. Guess we had a fairly happy news segment despite that Walmart story. Yeah, and guess what? The uh, Oscar Mayer mobile is going to be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's the story. That's, that's, like that's the, the story you missed. That's like the big duck. I, I had that pulled up. I asked you if you wanted me to listen to that. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, hey, this is a different story. Fight. <laughs> this, one, this one comes from NPR. Okay. Uh, this is a story by Mary Louise Kelly. Uh, this came out yesterday. Uh, eight-year-old calls out NPR for lack of dinosaur stories. An eight-year-old from Minneapolis recently pointed out a big problem with NPR's oldest news show, All Things Considered. Leo Shilda wrote to his local NPR station, My name is Leo, and I am eight years old. I listen to All Things Considered in the car with Mom. I listen a lot. I never heard m- much about nature or dinosaurs or things like that. Maybe you should call your thing, your show Newsy Things Considered, since I don't get to hear about all the things. Or please talk more about dinosaurs and cool things. Sincerely, Leo. Well, Leo. And they point out that Leo does have a point in All Things Considered. All Things Considered is turning 50 years old. So an NPR archivist went back and found the word dinosaur appeared in stories 294 times over 50 years. By comparison, Senator has appeared... 20,444 times. You're really letting Leo down, NPR. Well, senators are a little more prominent than dinosaurs <laughs> are in the last 50 years, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> well, they said Leo had a point, and they brought him on to talk about it on All Things Considered. They, there's a full interview. Check did it out on NPR. Ha- Very cute. Did you know that George Washington had no clue dinosaurs existed because they didn't find the first fossils until after he died? What if George, George Washington, Washington did know? George Washington didn't know dinosaurs existed. He rode a velociraptor into battle. <laughs> What do you what I say we end on this note? What if we guarantee the listeners a dinosaur dinosaur story for next week? You're gonna forget, and then we're gonna think about All it after our- the episode's <laughs> over, and you're gonna go, "Oh, Dodge on Blinn, you big dummy!" What if we half promise it then? What if we put it on the wheel? What if we the got, wheel of news? What if we got Leo to be a correspondent and he found a dinosaur story for us to talk about each week? I, I'll promise you this: I can't promise that I'll find an article by then, but we'll say the word dinosaur at least once in the next episode. Okay. And with that, I think, Nick, it's time for you to go to class. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Ooh, I'm blinded by the light. We'll see you next week. I get clearly when you're gone. Me oh. trying to find the news. Oh, and I say, ooh, I'm blinded by the light. No, I can't see it till I feel your touch. And I say, 